Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. Today's episode, oh, and my name is Paul Abernathy, your host as always. Today, we're going to talk about crappy electricians, or we're going to talk about what actually makes a crappy electrician. And, and you know what? And you may or may not fall in that category. Now, I'm going to like to think that all of my listeners out there are not crappy electricians, okay? So I will start out at 100% saying that none of my listeners are crappy electricians. However, you will have to determine that yourself as we move through this podcast today because I'm going to tell you some things that, that, that put people in a category of a crappy electrician. Um, and we'll talk about that today. Um, so in, everybody knows me as a code guy and most know me also as you know master electrician in, in multiple states and you know you get that old saying from people and usually there's some kind of dweeb out there who will go well you know teachers or inspectors are those that can't do anymore that's therefore they teach what an idiot so anybody that thinks that out there i don't even have to call you a crappy electrician i can just call you an idiot because you're an idiot I mean, you know who you are. You're an idiot. Um, You know, the reality is many of the best electricians in the world end up teaching because, you know, they want to share it and and give it to other people. Now, that's not to say that all electrical inspectors, for example, were were electricians. Uh, They aren't. And their process of becoming an electrical inspector doesn't require you to be a master electrician or even a journeyman electrician or even an apprentice, to be honest with you. Um, so I know plenty of electrical inspectors who were really, really, really good electrical inspectors. And I also, I know a lot that were electricians before they became electrical inspectors. So I know both sides of that spectrum. Um, so we're, we're not really talking about them because they've made a career choice. You know, today being an electrical inspector is very much a career. Uh, you can come right out of high school and have an effort to learn the various codes you don't necessarily, some people argue that, you know what, you can't have a firm grasp on it until you put your hands on it, but I disagree. Uh, if you want to f- go down the direction of, of codes and you learn the codes, it doesn't necessarily mean that you had to do it. Now, it it helps to have some kind of understanding of the different components, what a receptacle is and all that kind of stuff, which you'll learn uh, as you move through and you, you move through your training as an electrical inspector. Uh, and then, of course, there's an International Association of Electrical Inspectors, which has a programs that you can go through as well um, to, to learn the electrical inspections. If you work for a municipality, they have their own training that usually takes place at a state level uh, that will give you that knowledge that you need uh, to be proficient in what you do. But that doesn't make you an electrician. You're an electrical inspector. You're looking for code things. So I think that's when you see a lot of electricians out there and the ones that, and they know who they are, that will beat on their chest and they want to start acting like they're holier than thou. And then they turn around and go, yeah, well, inspectors, they can't do, therefore they inspect. Or 
there's an educator he can't do, therefore he teaches. Um, and again, that's probably the teaching one's probably the most ignorant because how could you teach somebody something if you never actually did it? But anyway, nevertheless, today we're talking about what makes a crappy inspector. <laughs> crappy. Well, I guess you could have crappy inspector. What makes, and it kind of is the same for an inspector, but I won't, I'll leave that, I'll leave that for another one because there's good ones and there's not so good ones. Um, but really, what makes a crappy electrician? Um, well, couple things and, and it kind of goes together so you know kind of got a perspective of where you sit in this um a crappy uh, electrician would be one that doesn't really care in other words if there's no element of your installation and in your work that you really care about the outcome you're just slapping it in uh and you say to yourself up oh, it's going to be covered by gypsum board or it's going to be above a suspended ceiling or it's going to be whatever it's going to be i don't care what it looks like um Okay, well, that in itself doesn't make you a crappy electrician. That just makes you somebody that really doesn't care, and I wouldn't want you working for me. Um, and there's a fine line there. You can be overly neat and eat a lot of time, and then I'm losing my my profit. Or you can um, be so sloppy that the chances are I'm still going to lose it because I'm not going to get any other projects because your work just looks like crap, and the inspector is going to question it because they're not electricians. Uh, and so they're looking for code things, but when they don't see something run neat, they, it slows them down and they start to question and it just takes time and then you got to answer questions and blah, blah, blah. Look, take a lot of pride in your work, put it in neat, worry about what it's going to look like even after you walk away from the project. Okay. That just makes you conscientious. That doesn't necessarily put you in whether you're crappy or not. So I'm, I'm not really throwing that one there. So we're still at the crappy electrician stage and one of the things is you really don't care about what you do. Okay. Right. It's just a paycheck. Okay. Uh, that doesn't necessarily in itself make you crappy. All right. So let's kind of say you do shoddy work. Uh, it's still code, but it's just kind of just kind of poorly done. I don't know. What's what's the eye of the beholder? You know, one of those things that well, looks good to one person, might not look good to another person. So, I mean, you legitimately might look at that and go, I am very proud of that work. Whereas somebody else might look at it and go, oh my gosh, did he do that? That looks like crap. And if you've ever put something on a message board, Facebook or one of those forums out there, and you get you'll you'll have something that you put up there that you're real proud of, and you'll have somebody come along and they will nitpick it to death, and you know what? You put it up there, you know it's going to happen. Nobody likes it, but it's going to happen. Okay, so if it's still compliant, then you know you haven't gone over that level where you're considered a crappy electrician. You're just you're, you're probably not the neatest electrician. Let's put it that. Okay. But again, it's still code. It's still getting it in. So we'll kind of move beyond that. So that doesn't make you a crappy electrician. So now let's go to the electrician who doesn't care, but also doesn't understand how to properly install it. In other words, he doesn't know how to install it per code. Um, I can, you know, and, and so that's where it makes a difference to me anyway, because this, this is my personal opinions is, is what makes a crappy electrician is the electrician one doesn't care what it looks like okay he doesn't really care he just slaps it in but then he also 
slaps it in without being aware of the code. Now, I don't know how many times I've got information from people that say, Paul, you're too code, code, code. You, you only know code you can't do. Well, you can, you're full of crap because at the end of the day, I've been a master electrician for 30 years. I have worked in residential, commercial, uh, industrial. I've owned electrical contracting business in Virginia. I've worked with my brother for years. Um, uh, I was a national VICA champion. Uh, I've done installations. I've troubleshoot. I've done motors. I've I've not done some stuff. I mean, I've not done everything. Granted, there's a lot of stuff. I've, I've put up my share of, of trade size four rigid, but have I done uh, high-rise buildings? No, certainly haven't. I don't worry about that because every high-rise building has a floor, and every floor is just a repetitive process on each floor. So whether you've done a one-story building or you've done a 15-story building, the concepts of per floor ain't any different. Now, the services and the sizes may may not be the same. We have a lot of risers that are going up and different feeders and things like that, but again, I've done some big buildings where we had a large 6,000-amp service, and we it was all on one level. It might have been two levels. I can't remember. But, you know, we had to design that out as well. So I've worn a little bit of all those shoes. Um, but I'm sure there's others out there that have done a lot more than I have in the field. And they're still doing it. And they're still doing it today. And those are usually the ones that go, well, when you can't do, you teach. Or when you can't do, you inspect. Okay, that's the point where they've gone over the line and became so arrogant that they're really just an idiot. Okay? Um, everybody's replaceable. Everybody can do something that somebody else does, okay? Uh, everybody can learn to do something. I can take somebody and teach them to be an electrician and and put their hands on stuff, and they will learn over time. That's the nature of how we learn. But what makes you the beginnings of a crappy electrician? Not just because you're arrogant. That doesn't do it. That just makes you arrogant. If you can back it up, hey, then okay, be arrogant. doesn't matter. Um, it's, it's when you do crappy work and you do it, unsafe. I don't know how many jobs as, as an inspector, and I was ahead of two large jurisdictions back in Virginia before going to NEMA and ending up out here in, in Texas. I go to a lot of, pro- I used to go to a lot of projects where even somebody, they did a crappy work. I mean, just really just look garbage to me. To them, they probably thought it was beautiful. But so I'll leave that in the eye of the beholder. But then it was riddled with code violations. It's almost like they didn't even know how to look in a code book. Or they didn't even own one. And in many cases, inspectors, ahead of a jurisdiction, I would go out when my guys would call me out, and I'd go look at something, and I'd say something to the electrician. I'd say, do you own a code book? I mean, that's that's basic code. And they go, well, I, I did when I got my license. And they go get a code book, and the thing is three or four cycles expired. I mean, it's not even current edition. And I'm like, dude... I mean, this is your profession. You should be up to date. You should spend $120 on a code book every three years. I mean, come on. Uh, you buy new tools. You buy new drills. When they go bad, you know, well, code book goes bad. It expires. You need a new one. So, you know, education. You know, I remember when I, uh, most people, are, well, I don't know how many people know this, but in Virginia, I was the first ever continuing education provider in the state of Virginia. Uh, DPOR, and I remember when I went up there and worked on that, and I got approved, and it was the very first one that was issued. And for about a year and a half, I was the only one traveling around the state giving continuing education classes. It was good money back then, let me tell you what. But 
it didn't take long for other people to qualify and, and be able to teach the courses. And the first couple that did it were actually some that attended my classes. And I was very open on how I do it, how I were to come up with the list of electricians, how I developed, how I would contact them through mass mailings and, and, and ended up, you know, couple, you know, probably a year later. I started getting these flyers, and I looked at it, and I didn't get upset. I looked at it and went, well, that's that's just what I do. And then I looked at the name, and I went, hey, that's the guy I told how to do it. Uh, that is not Paul saying, me, me, me. That's Paul saying, hey, that's great. Other people got on board and started teaching it. But the first year, year and a half, man, I was the only thing going, and that was really great because once that requirement for continuing education kicked in, then you had to have it. Uh, and so that was a, it, was, you know, it was great for me at the time. I didn't write that requirement or, or try to participate in writing that that made it hard for other people to get. It just took a while for it to become known that that was a requirement. Uh, and then other educators had to figure out how to get on board. And now it's not even worth it anymore to do the live classes because you can do it online for 25 bucks. So you, you can't make any money in that, okay, unless you're just doing online all over the country. And I, you know, so, so, so I'm, getting off, I'm getting off track. So crappy electrician. So if you do a crappy install or it's really shoddy install, and again, in the eye of the beholder, um, you know, some people, one person might think something's crappy, the other doesn't. Um, But then you do it that it's not safety. So I have electricians out there that say, Paul, all you care about is code. All you care about is code, dude. Look, any electrician ought to be able to know how to wire a single family dwelling, multifamily dwelling. They ought to be able to know how to do commercial buildings, just the basics of commercial building. We're not asking you to design a multi-story building, okay? I'm not asking you to design a building that's got three different occupancies in it, okay? A store in it, an office in it, and then something else. We're not asking you that, okay? That can take a little bit of skill. Again, if you work each one of them at a time, it's not complicated. What we're saying here is take a little pride in what you do and realize that the code or the National Electrical Code is important. If you're using the IRC, International Residential Code, you're doing one and two families, then it has an electrical component in there, which is pretty much regurgitated from the NEC, just kind of worded a little different and written a little different. If you're using that, that's fine. But make sure that you follow the minimum safety standard. It's a minimum. Now, when somebody says to me, for example, I've had people come to me and say, hey, Code says that you can't secure and support a cable from another cable. Absolutely you can't. That is a code violation to do that. Well, then they go, well, what's the harm? I mean, come on, man. And I'm like, because the code says you can't. So there's some foundation in the code that meant that somewhere along the line, somebody submitted a a, a public input, used to be proposals, public input, and now public comment, and made it to get in the code book. There was some kind of substantiation behind it, and it got in there. You can argue how, why, manufacturers pushing something, you whatever, until you're blue in the face. The reality is it's in the code, and the National Electrical Code is a minimum safety standard. It's a minimum. Minimum. It's the minimally safest that we can construct a building. When it comes to the electrical aspect of it. So follow the code. So look, you do a shoddy install or it's really sloppy install and you couple that with riddled with code violations and you're saying to people, "Um, yeah, well, at least I installed it. You don't install anymore. But yet you didn't understand the code. That's the problem. Now, 
what makes you a crappy electrician? Just that right there. A shoddy install and a code violation laden install. That makes you a shoddy, crappy electrician. Okay? Electricity is an amazing thing. It continues to work even if you do things wrong. Okay? Now look. It's real easy to go from a crappy electrician to just an ignorant electrician very quickly. Okay? There's a lot of ignorance. And ignorance is okay because we can learn from that. If you simply don't care, then you're just a crappy electrician. If you're concerned about your install, you want to follow the code because it's a minimum, whether you agree with it or not. Look, it's not whether or not you agree with it. It's the minimum accepted safety standard. Okay? It just is what it is. Accept it. Now, if you don't like something in the code, here's my suggestion to you. Learn how to do a public input when the code cycle comes around again. And we're in the 2020 now, and it's going to be out soon. We got one knit man left, and it'll be out next year. You have time. You have two years or a year and a half or whatever it is to get your public inputs in for the 2023. If you don't like something in the code, then write a public input. But be prepared to substantiate it. In other words, be prepared to state your case. Don't just say you don't like something because you just think that's stupid. That's stupid that you can't support one cable with another cable. I can't take a piece of MC cable and I can't tie wrap another MC cable to it to support it. That's just stupid. Well, that MC cable was never evaluated to support another cable assembly. It was evaluated to be supported itself in accordance with 330.30 of the National Let's Go Code. That's for MC cable. Um, Same goes for NMB under 334.30. So look. There's reasons behind everything. You don't know the reasons, then you can't really moan and groan about it. So what makes you a crappy electrician is you don't care about the code and you don't care what your installation looks like. That makes you a crappy electrician. Now, if you do care about your installation, but you still have issues with the code, then that's an ignorant electrician. You just need to learn the code. And there's many things that can help you learn the code. I can help you learn the code. Mike Holt can help you learn the code. Charles Miller can help you learn the code. God, Keith Laughlin can help you learn the code. Oh my gosh, there's uh, Tom Henry can help you learn the code. Uh, Marty Schumacher can help you learn the code. Uh, Neil Burdick can help you learn the code. We, there's so many. Eddie Rodriguez down in Houston can help you learn the code. Oh my God, there's there's tons of people out there. There's Mark Odie can help you. There's Jeff Sargent can help you learn the code. God, there's so many people out there that are, can help you learn the code. There's books after books after books. There's videos. There's YouTube channels. There's Just learn the code, man. Buy a code book. Read it. Crack that thing open. Look, some people say it's a quick way to fall asleep at night is to get wrap up in the bed and get your code book out and start reading it. Heck, man, 20 minutes later, you're fast asleep. That's fine. At least I got 20 minutes of your time reading a code book. Okay? So, at the end of the day, if you're a crappy electrician, it's you just don't care. Okay? You don't care about what you do. You don't care about what it looks like. I remember a short story. I had an electrician that worked for me. And back when I was a contractor, and we were actually in our house. This was this is more like this. This was like a, a six thousand square foot house. It was a, a very wealthy uh, builder who I was really trying to get more business from them. Okay, so we were doing his own personal house, and I had a good relationship going on. I was thinking, all right, I've got some work going on, and this will last me because it was a pretty good subdivision. 
And I went out to his house where my guys were working on it. And I went in there and looked, and there was fingerprints all over the walls where the, where the, where the luminaires were. Uh, going down the steps, the sconces were all crooked. Um, there's different, just different things I didn't like. And I went to the guy that I had heading up the project, and I said, so I said, hey, man, what's, what gives, man? I mean, I give you all gloves when you're, when you're hanging fixtures or, or luminaires, and um, I give you, you know, things to... Uh, you know, booties to put on so you don't track through the house because it's a finished house at this point. You're just putting in luminaires. I said, What's, what gives, man? And he goes, you know, Paul, I can't see it from my house. And when he made that statement, I can't see it from my house, uh, I said, well, that is a true statement because that's where you're heading. You're, you're done. You're fired. And you get rid of them because it's that kind of attitude that I don't want on my job site. I don't want it. I don't want somebody that doesn't care. So when you come to work for me, at, at 8 a.m. and you're working at 8 until 4 or whatever it is, you're going to give 100% to the company, okay? If you don't like what you do, go somewhere else. Get a job somewhere else, okay? It doesn't mean you have to love me. You doesn't have to love the company, but you have to love this profession. If you want to be an electrician, unless this is a stepping stone for you to be something else, care about what you do. Every piece of wire or cable that you put in that wall, every piece of conduit that you bend, Everything that you do, you take the approach that you're going to do the best you can do, whether somebody sees that work or not, okay? And that's when I see people on LinkedIn and Facebook and they post pictures of the work. I love it because they're proud of their work. They want other people to see it. They, they understand that people are going to criticize stuff. But they put their stuff, they put their self out there. I do that all the time. I put myself out there all the freaking time. And I don't mind what people say. Sometimes people cross the line, but that's all right. Hey, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, it's all about making people better. It's all about making electricians better. And I am more than sure that I'm gonna get a thumbs down by that electrician out there who feels like they fall in that crappy electrician and they're gonna give me a thumbs down. And you know what I say to that? I says, you know what? Go ahead and give me that thumbs down because you're a crappy electrician, okay? Now, if you're a caring, conscientious electrician, then you'll care about the work. You'll constantly learn the code. You'll stay up on the code. You'll have a new code book. If you can't spend $120 in a code book, then you probably should be doing something else, okay? Um, that is a tool in your trade, and it needs to be updated. The mind needs to be fresh. You need to understand the changes. I remember one seminar I did where the guy was 70 years old. I don't know why he was still in the business. Um, maybe he, was, he just he had to be, I guess. He owned the company. Anyway, he came in there, and he goes, I don't know. I remember when it was in the first Virginia required the continuing ed. He says, I don't know why I'm at this thing. I don't need it. I mean, I've been doing this for 55 years. And I said, he came up to me, and I guess he didn't know why I was the educator or not, because I like to meet everybody before my seminars, shake their hands, and get to know everybody. And I said, well, I said, um, you don't think you have anything new that you could learn? No, I don't have nothing new to learn. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, he didn't know it was me teaching it. And I said, well, you know, sometimes educators can put a little something, and if somebody walks away learning at least one thing, I feel like that the educator feels like they've achieved something. Okay, I don't have to convince everybody in the room. But as long as the number of people learn something or want, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm pleased. And he looked at me and he goes, I can't learn nothing because I've been doing this for 55 years and I've done it all. And I'm like, cool. All right. Well, let me know afterwards if you feel the same way. I, you know, I figured he was stubborn. He's going to feel the same way. So anyway, 
I walked up on the stage, you know, and, and started my presentation and teaching the code and changes and whatnot. And when I was done, I walked off the stage and this the older gentleman walked up to me and I was talking to somebody else, still had the headset on and everything, and he was tugging at my shirt. Uh, and he was older, he's had a little trouble getting around, so I knew he was the owner of the company. But anyway, he's tugging and I said, Oh, hey there, how are you doing? And he goes, Hey, I just wanted to I just wanted to apologize. And I said, Well, for what? And I had really forgotten you know, because I was so into it. And he goes, I want to apologize. I, I did learn a bunch today. And there's a lot of things that changed. And it changed my thought. And I can't wait to get back and talk to my guys. And I wish I had bought my guys here. Uh, but I didn't because I knew I had to get my license renewed. But I didn't want to waste their time. He says, I'm signing all of them up for your next seminar. And I said, well, hey, I appreciate that. I am said, I'm glad you got something out of it. And he said, I did. And I, and I just casually said to him, I see even old dogs can learn new tricks. And he goes, absolutely. The guy was a totally different person than when we started. Very defensive. And then at the end, he said, you know, I did learn something. Uh, and of course, not every seminar is the same. Some people are dry. Some people have a human, human nature to them where they're com- comical. And that's how my seminars are. I usually want people laughing and joking and, you know, and, and, and I get intense and I, my voice starts going up and like I'm yelling and it, it, it's, I go all over the place because I love it. I get excited about it. And I get excited today, 30 years later, teaching something basic like size and overcurrent devices, even today, than I did back 30 years ago. It's the same concept. I still get that excited again. And uh, so um, I love it when somebody learns the code. So again, what's a crappy electrician? A crappy electrician that don't care, who's simply out there to earn a paycheck, who doesn't care what it looks like, constantly talks about their company, uh, and uh, in some cases even sabotage their company because of the work they do, and then doesn't care about the code, or doesn't continuing, do continuing ed, or, or doesn't strive to... To, to do things right, a minimally safe environment so that other people don't get hurt by your crappy work, okay? That's the thing. Now, some people say, Paul, you're being pretty harsh. What if, it, you know, what if the only violation I had was simply strapping an MC cable to another MC cable and that's a violation of the code? I mean, come on, Paul, lighten up. That's not that big a deal. Look, I didn't say for that. I said as an overall picture, when you, do, when you don't care about the work you do and you don't care to understand the code, then that puts you to me, my personal opinion, into crappy electrician mode. Not ignorant mode. If you do work and you, you do good work, good, good workmanship, you care, but you don't know the code so you end up with a lot of violations or a lot of problems, then you're not a crappy electrician, okay? You're just an ignorant electrician at that point. And I don't mean that negatively. I just mean you you, you got things you need to learn. Uh, I know that I see a lot of images that are sent me. I have graphics that are sent me all the time, people asking me to look at it. And I will look at these things and I will see people that really did neat work, but it was laden with violations. And I have to tell them that there's this code violations. That doesn't make them a crappy electrician. That just makes them an ignorant electrician. Great workmanship, just ignorant to the other part of the business. And the other part of the business is you have to understand the codes. You just have to. That's your role. That's your job. Why do you think when you go to, you know what, I had an electrician uh, owner of a company on Facebook, not not Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, who 
gave me a bunch of garbage about talking about codes that are coming up in the next code cycle. And he just was so negative. And I'm sitting there thinking, what, what kind of dude is this? We have to constantly learn about what's coming forward. He said, he said something about people are going to get confused. No, the only ones that are going to get confused are the ones that are ignorant. If you understand the code in your mind, you can differentiate between what's existing code and when there's a conversation about what's coming on down the pike. It helps you understand and keep you up to date on changes. And we all have to stay engaged in it. Okay? You need to understand about paralleling. You need to understand why you do it and why the characteristics have to stay the same. Um, you, you need to understand how to do those calculations for voltage drop, even though the code doesn't require voltage drop except for sensitive electronic equipment or in fire pump applications. You still need to know because that is good workmanship. Okay, Motors burn up because you don't understand how to supply a certain amount of voltage to that motor based on the distance, even though it's not in the code because that's a performance issue and not a safety issue. All right, so... All these things electricians should be striving for. Listen to every podcast you can listen to. Get a hold of any educator you can, and not just me, any of them out there. They do wonderful jobs, okay? Grab a hold of them. Learn something about the National Electrical Code. Understand it's in a minimum safety standard. I recommend that you join NFPA and help support their calls. Um, I'm not always had a lovely relationship with them, I'll be honest with you. Uh, but, I mean, at the end of the day, they do a lot of good work. And uh, uh, it's an honor to serve on code panels. Um, if I stop serving on them tomorrow, that's fine because I've, I've got two cycles in that I really even got to know a lot of people and enjoy it. Um, I like helping people. Um, I'm actually up to be on the NEC correlating committee for NEMA, and I'm sure that I won't make it because that's NEMA is very political. Uh, I have been trying to get on the Codes and Standard Council for three years, and it's really political, and I'm not always everybody's favorite because I say what I say, whether you like it or not. And the good thing about me, though, is you're going to get the same Paul every time. I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm, I'm not overly trying to offend you, but I'm going to give you what it is. I'm going to tell you how it is. Whether you like me or not, I didn't get into this business to make friends. I got in this business to teach people and do what's right. And I'm not always right. I'm not. But I, I have that effort or that approach that I'm trying to be right is more often than I'm not. And I'm always learning. I'm always reading a code book. I don't know everything in that code book, um, but I try to learn something new. I, I try to read articles that are confusing, to that, that really get confusing because I want to know. I, I don't go to the ones that are easy. I go to the ones that are hard, okay? Because I know that if I can get those down, the other parts are easy, all right? Uh, so I spent a lot of time thinking about differences in three phase and single phase and, and how I got to use multipliers in order to, to do calculations if it's, it's 208 and, you know, and things like that. And I just spent a lot of time doing that and going over that. And, um, I just can't stop learning. I, I want to learn something new. So anytime I'm around other educators, um, I never go in at the approach that I know more than they do. Never. Always be humble to other educators because there's always something. And you, you might know more than them or they might know more than you. But there's always a little something you can learn from everybody. And I've told many people, if I know 80% of the code, there's 20% I don't know. And that's 80% is probably high. You know, whatever you know. If you know 70% of the code, then there's 30% you don't know. Well, when you work with other people... 
and you engage with other people, there's that little tidbit that you don't know that they might know because their 70% is different than your 70%. And so I learn a little something by what they say. So always listen. Now, people accuse me for talking more than listening, but that's not true. If I go to a lot of events where there's educators and teachers and the friends of mine that are educators, I listen intensely to what they say. I might not always agree, but there's always something. And I am not shy about telling people I will steal your knowledge in a heartbeat because that's what it's all about, knowledge. And so if I can build my repository of knowledge by listening to somebody else and learning a little something, that's what I'm all about. And that's what you should be all about. So don't be a crappy electrician. Take pride in what you do and constantly try to learn the NEC. Never think you know too much. Always learn something new every day. That is what I consider a crappy electrician. Shoddy work and not giving a darn about whether or not something's code compliant. That's what I agree. You can agree to disagree. Give me that thumbs down if you don't agree. I don't really care if you agree with me. Thumbs up. Doesn't really matter to me. But at the end of the day, guys, that's what I consider a crappy electrician. Okay? Anyway, I vented. It's Saturday. I'm not really upset. I'm just kind of giving you my thought on it. Anyway, God God bless. Stay safe till next time. Uh, remember, take pride in what you do and keep on learning. Don't be a crappy electrician. <laughs> take care. Every day the future's getting closer. Every day the future's looking bright. Every day is another beginning.